Welcome to the perfect place for imperfect people. This is the Local Church Podcast, and we hope this message both challenges and encourages you. Here's today's message. Well, hey, welcome, Church Familia. I hope that you had an incredible and Merry Christmas. It was so good celebrating Christmas with each of you guys at our Christmas services and and so incredible meeting your friends and your family. Um, But I really hope uh, that you guys had a great day yesterday with your family, with the people that you love. I hope that it was restful and encouraging. Um, I'm sure that your kids are in the background now, uh, hopefully still playing with their new gifts, or maybe if they're like my kids, they're playing with the boxes. Uh, But we're so glad that you're here, that you have joined us today. Um, One of the things that I love about Christmas is the traditions. Uh, We have several traditions that we um, kind of follow in our family. And some are from my family and my upbringing that we've brought along. Some are from my husband's family. Um, And then some are ones that we've created ourselves. And those are kind of my favorites that we've designed those for our family and for our kids. But one of uh, my husband, Danny, one of his traditions for Christmas is after the toys are put away, after we're done eating, after everybody has left our house and, and typically our kids are like passed out is he likes to watch Lord of the Rings. Uh, More specifically, he likes to watch the director's cut of Lord of the Rings, Mm. which why someone would wanna watch a longer (laughs) version of a long movie, I don't know, but to each their own, right? Um, but that's his thing. And so and so we watch Lord of the Rings and, and he's big into these big epic movies, these movies that, that are, uh, you know, we, really fighting for all of humanity and all time, these Marvel movies and, yeah. and you know, Harry Potter, all of these things, they, they play a big role in our home. And um, there's something about these movies that is I don't know, ironic's not the right word, but there's something about that I'm like, okay, can we address reality here? Because what happens ultimately is there's this mega battle scene, right? New York City is torn to shreds. Hogwarts has fallen Mm. apart. I mean, there is nothing left. And then the good guy wins. They like sit and have shawarma together and the movie's wrapped up with this perfect little bow and everything is left in shambles, but nobody actually talks about it, right? right? And I guess probably because... Rebuilding isn't pretty. Rebuilding isn't something that someone wants to see. But I feel like that's a little bit a reflection of what 2021 has been for us, Mm -hmm. right? We're through 20 months of a pandemic, and to be honest, it's not even over yet, but our community has started to rebuild, right? We're we're trying to put the pieces back together. And, um, you know, it's not been easy and it, and it really hasn't been pretty, um, but, but families have had to keep going despite yeah, yeah. suffering losses, yeah. right? And, and career paths have had to be restructured. <clears throat> Finances have had to be kind of reassessed and, and all of this stuff um, and, and things have been to re, be, have to, had to bend re-strategies. Even our yeah. church, right? Our yeah. church has had to kind of um, rebuild and we've seen growth. Uh, but that has been after a loss. Yeah. Yet, yet that growth has led to new life and to new things. Yeah. And uh, no matter how tumultuous or difficult this year has been, we know one thing. We know that God has been good yeah. because God's a good God. Yeah. And yeah. we know that God has taught us things in the process. In fact, yeah. that's what we wanna spend some time doing today is talking about what God has taught us, our church, in 2021. Yeah. At the end of every service, we ask two questions. What is God yeah. teaching you and what are you gonna do about it? And we ask these questions because we truly believe that if every person who called our church home asked these two questions, our church would look completely different yeah. and right. our community yeah. would be transformed by the love of God. 
And so we're gonna ask those questions now. I'm here with some of our uh, executive and pastoral team. And, and I have that question for you guys today. Um, what has God taught you in 2021? And so we're gonna start with you, Pastor Steve. What has God taught you this year? For me, um, it's been a great year of love on display. And that's something that I've seen with uh, my family um, personally, but also with my familia um, on campus and even online. Um, and as we live out this uh, core value that we have, that is love happens here, which means that God's love for me is why I point others to him. And I love our church because um, we believe that as Christians, we aren't called to just live a life that honors God, but we're called to share the life and the hope that a relationship with Jesus uh, gives us with our community. And so for the past two years, we've been sharing this mission of connecting people to Jesus and one another and this vision to creating the perfect place for imperfect people, both on campus and online. And that requires love. Yeah. And that's not just a love that's, oh, I'm thinking of you or I'm praying for you, but that's a love that is action. It's a verb. Um, it's rescued people rescuing other people. Um, I love that we aren't a spectator church, that um, this past season we've seen love on display with our City Serve projects, with programs that we've been doing, with food distribution, and I'm sure we're going to talk about other ways. Um, but I love um, to see that love and that action uh, be prevalent in our youth as they've celebrated camp and created new connections and grown with their, with their peers. I've seen love in action with our young adults as they've been connecting in community with connect groups and doing events and, and growing in community together um, and stepping up and faithfully serving on a team as we push the vision and the mission of this church forward as we bless our community and honor God with it. But this year, the greatest experience that I've received with love is with me and my own family. Um, and for the past couple years, um, as we've, we've been talking through in our church, uh, my personal story is, is one of mental health this year, of, of experiencing love in this journey of mental health. And I've been sitting in church uh, for the last two years that we've been touching on and really highlighting this issue of mental health in the church. Um, and I've sat in every message and, and I've, I've heard Pastor Eric say um, that it's okay to not be okay, that it's okay to struggle, that it's okay to be honest with what you're feeling. And um, <clears throat> I've even preached messages on muting the noise in our lives and really honing into God's voice. I've preached messages on, on letting go of the baggage that's keeping us uh, from where God wants us in our lives. Um, but in this particular issue, I never thought that I would personally struggle with the issue of mental health. And I struggled with coming to terms with that. I struggled with um, just even the fact that I was struggling with mental health. Um, I struggled to share that. Um, although I love pointing the love of Jesus, um, pointing people to the love of Jesus, I had a hard time seeing that love of Jesus in my own life because of what I was struggling with. And it was hard and for me, and, and, I, and it was hard to come to terms with that, with I didn't have everything together, but I tried to keep pushing forward because every weekend as I led worship, you know, we're on display, we're in, in front, and we're, we're leading the charge. And so um, I continued to do what I do best and, and just keep going. Um, but this year, uh, Pastor Eric uh, sat me down and he said, hey, um, your work uh, doesn't determine your love and your acceptance in this house. And much like the love of God that he has for us, um, I, I didn't have to keep 
performing to be welcomed here or to be accepted here or to be loved here and that I could take some time away to rest and recharge and refill and refocus, um, that the Lord would still be glorified with me being out, that he would still be honored, that services would still go, uh, go well. And I resisted it. At first I resisted it. I resisted it because uh, I, I have some control issues, um, but also I resisted because I didn't want to let anyone down, um, any of my team down. I also didn't want to let God down um, because, because of, uh, I thought, can keep going and keep pressing on and keep going even though I was struggling what was the right way. It wasn't. Um, but after some patience uh, from Pastor Eric and even you, Jessica, um, being able to receive that generous gift of just being able to take some time away. A month ago, I took away three weeks um, just to refocus my attention, just to rest and spend some quality time with my family, spend some quality time with the Lord. And in that time, um, I read Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, and, and this was huge for me as I was walking through this um, and I want to read it for you right now. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. And in that moment, the revelation that I'm already loved the revelation that I'm chosen, that I'm a child of God, that my struggle and my faith didn't mean that I was broken or that I was right. not doing it right, yeah. right. Um, that, I needed to, that, I, that I didn't need to continue to do work to be loved by him or the people around me, that was so freeing and so liberating in my spirit. And that refreshed me and that gave me the rest that I needed to. It was that love on display by my leadership team it was that love on display by my community, by those that, that, that were around me, allowing me to rest and to clear my mind and to spend it with time with people that filled me, um, that helped me come back stronger and more secure in my identity in Christ yeah. and the love that he has for me. And now well, all I want to do is to point others to him, to the love of Jesus, because it has been revealed to me so mm. clearly. Yeah. And I'm proud yeah. of, to be a part of a church that values that, um, that values revealing that love of Christ so that we point it and share it with others. And the love that that, that is has been the fruit of our ministry this year as we've been seeing people being restored mentally, yeah. being restored spiritually. We've seen over 300 people this year come to life in Jesus yeah. and receiving yeah. salvation. Awesome. And it's been so amazing. And, and on top of that, we've seen over 50 people really say, hey, I'm making this faith my Baptized, thing and I'm going to yeah. put it on display and I'm going to yeah. get baptized and I'm going to share with my loved ones that I want to follow Jesus with my life. And so I'm so blessed that out of that revelation that God has given me, that he loves me, that he cares for me, that I am accepted, that I'm loved, that I get to point people to Jesus, that I'm, I get to point people to that love here. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what God does in 2022 with yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. I love um, just the story of what God has done in your life yeah. in this year. And I love that I know, I, I actually believe that, that someone in our church familia needed to be reminded of that. Yeah. That, that God's love for us is never a reflection of our performance right. for Him, right? And so, um, you know, Pastor Gar, you're so good about pointing people to God's love. You're, you exemplify that in so many ways. And, and I know that, that I've learned much from you, but I also know that God is consistently teaching yeah. you things. So 
I'd love to hear from you. What has God taught you this year? No, that's good. And uh, what a comfort it is to know that God takes pleasure in this and even teaching us things. And and God continues to teach us things. And I just want to touch on um, our value help happens here because we believe that save people, serve people. And that's important to us. And uh, this is a value that has always been important to the local church, but we've really got to live this out over the past two years and over the last year. But there's some lessons to be learned in that. Um, I love this verse, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus served, that's the example for us, and, and we want to be like him. And uh, so over the past year, we've been able to live this out. Pastor Steve talked about it. Others will too. The reason you're going to hear us repeat that is it's important to us, some of the things that have taken place. We've been able to help others with food distribution, with live local, love local, change for a dollar, where we've been able to bless people in our own community and help them. Uh, Good news. Good news was incredible. We saw some great stories. You'll hear more about those. Uh, Christmas services that we just saw People coming to Jesus, over 300 people, you touched on it, giving their life to Christ over this past year. And uh, all this happens on the weekends and in ministries as well. And so God has continued to help people. But as I've thought through this past year, help happens here. There have been some lessons to learn in that. And um, I I just want to share three things that kind of hit me with that. And here's the first thing. Someone around you needs help. Yeah. Someone around you needs help. And as soon as we say that, some of us immediately know who that person mm-hmm. is or who those people are. There's always more than one, of course. But sometimes I'll even pray and I'll say, God, show me that person today that needs help. Who am I supposed to be leaning into their life to give some help to them? Um, my wife and I, for Thanksgiving just a month, month and a half ago, uh, we went to South Carolina to see my mom, spend some time with her. She's had some health issues, and um, she's doing great now, and that's, that's just a help from God. But uh, we went back to our hotel one night, and it was Thanksgiving evening, actually, and we just kind of sat in the lobby. It was decorated. It was beautiful, and uh, we encountered a couple and began a conversation, and uh, the guy actually started the conversation, and um, he asked what I did. I said, I work at a church. And he goes, what what does that mean? What are you doing? I said, I'm actually a pastor. And he said, well, this has been a tough year for us. Mm -hmm. And he shared with us how his son was shot. And uh, he lived for four months, and him and his wife took care of their son for four months. And then he passed. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that moment, I was just like, okay, God, (laughs) what do I do here? And uh, he started asking me questions about heaven. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just shared some thoughts about that. And uh, we ended up kind of exchanging email addresses. And uh, he even shared with me, he said, you know what? He said, my wife and I go to church occasionally. He said, my son was saved. Mm -hmm. And I said, what a blessing. I said, and your son's in heaven. And I said, and the beautiful part is we will get to see him again. And so we talked through some of that. But God puts people around us every day that need help. And um, so someone around you needs help. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing all of us can help someone. Um, Please don't discount what God can do through you. I know when we talk about helping others, some people say, oh, I don't know. I don't understand the Bible as much as I should. I don't speak well. doesn't matter. God will put people in your life that need help, and uh, you'll be surprised when it happens. And I'm always reminded of that verse that says, the very same power that raised Christ from the dead 
is alive in you, yeah. that blows my mind. Yeah. So good. That's yeah. some major power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that raised Jesus from the dead and that lives in us. It lives in you. And we can help others because of that power. Here's the third thing. You touched on it. The greatest help, it's Jesus. Right. Yeah. That's just what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. We're all about Jesus. We share Jesus. We want people to know Jesus. And uh, that's how we can help others. And some of you may, again, be saying, oh, how can I do it? I'll give you an easy solution. You can live out all three of these lessons by bringing those who need help to hear the local church because they're going to hear about Jesus every week. They're going to see how we help others. If we are aware of a need in their life, we will step into that. And uh, you'll hear more about that in a few moments from others. And we can do that. We can invite them. We can bring them. We can encourage them. And people are going to find help here. Yeah. And it's because of Jesus. Right. That's what it comes down to. One last verse, Psalms 37, 5 says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Right. That's where our help comes from. Right. So help happens here. We're excited about that. Yeah. Let's live these lessons out. Yeah. And it's good. That's yeah. awesome. Good. What a good reminder, you know, I think just the idea that anybody can help anybody. Sure. You know, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to have all of these accolades. Like if you see a need, you can meet a need. I know Pastor Johnny, you do that so well. I mean, you are truly gifted in seeing needs. Um, But, and so, but I know that part of that is because God is uh, Mm. is working in your life and you're constantly like learning and leaning into what he has for you. And so, so in this year, what has God taught you? Man, we, we have our values, you know, and, and, and one of them that, that's near and dear to my heart and always has been is hope happens here. Yeah. Uh, I can be all that God wants me to be no matter who I used yeah. to be. Yeah. And can we just thank God for Isaiah 9, 6? I mean, that's like the Old Testament Christmas story. For unto yeah. us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. And my favorite part of that is, and the government shall be on his shoulders. God's government, God's economy, God's righteousness, his rescue, his redemption, his mercy, his grace, all of that. We get to be part of it, but ultimately it doesn't depend on us. It rests upon God's shoulders. And so this year, 2021, has been uh, our year of stewardship, right? Mm -hmm. In in our church, we've stewarded what God has given us. We've decided that we're going to, we're going to make big use of right. the resource, big or small, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. We're going to lay it out, and, and it's going to be used for our community. It's going to be used for, our, to, to, for growth. It's going to be used for the glory of God. But I look at our counseling ministry as well, and I think that's really our call, that we're called to help people to steward their emotional health, their mental health. Uh, their faith, uh, their Christian walk. We're, we're called to help people to steward that, to manage it. And that's been, a, that's been a difficult thing for people right. to manage mm-hmm. through, throughout 2020. And, and, and can we just all agree that 2021 is just sort of a big extension of 2020. Yeah. It kind of all goes together. Um, but, but we've been able to, to help people to steward that and to put it into really a Christ-centered focus. Uh, we've been able to help uh, people with over 1,600 hours of counseling, which is more than we've ever done by far. Uh, Some of it really at a reduced rate, some of it even free. Mm. We've been able to help people uh, with anxieties. With uh, That's one of the main ones. Uh, anxiety, depression, various traumas, um, marriage-related, relationship-related, grief-related, all yeah. of these kinds of things. Now, we've got a couple of 
uh, Christian licensed therapists that, that are very involved here at the local church. They love Jesus, they love us, and they, they do great work with us on our team. We've got four really talented, called certified biblical counselors. Plus we've got Sheridan House Ministries that we partner with. So we're able to meet a lot of these fallen world realities. We're able to address them. We're able to help mm -hmm. people to manage uh, and, and to steward, again, their emotional, mental, spiritual health all through that. Something I'm really blown away by and really proud of is that even our staff, we call our staff the leadership team. Because if you're on staff here, you're in leadership. Yeah. And so our leadership team, more than ever, and I think adding it up, it's been, it's been not only more than ever, but, but all of the other years combined hasn't been as much as this year that we've been able to help them to get counseling and to get yeah. help. So it's really cool that our staff, our leadership team, is getting better. We're, uh, Pastor yeah. Steve, you touched yeah. on it. Yeah. We're taking time for that, taking time yeah. to manage our own stress and our own anxiety and those things so that we can help our church and our community right. Right. Uh, to do the same thing. Uh, so what is God teaching me in all of this? It, I don't think it's anything new. And, and, and I think for those of us around the table, we talked about this before and maybe watching at home, sometimes God doesn't teach us brand new things as much as he underlines and highlights the yeah. things that he's already taught us. <laughs> yeah. So he says, you really need this. So, so I'm learning, what's he teaching me? I'm learning this and I'm resting in it at the same time that change in the heart of a human is a work of God. Yeah. That as counselors, as pastors, as leaders, we can come alongside people right. and we should, we're called to do that. But, but ultimately, a lot of what we do is just get to water sometimes, or maybe we get to plant some seeds. Ever so often, we'll get to harvest. We'll right. see that 180 in somebody, and we come out of the, I mean, we come screaming out of there, yay God, yeah. when we see full transformation. But a lot of what we've dealt with on the counseling team in 2021 is just breaking up some hardness that 2020 and, and 2021 has yeah. instilled in people. Uh, through the pandemic, some, some fear, some doubt, some anger, some disappointment, the grief and whatever has really hardened some folks. And so what God has, has called us to do is really to work on that with the goodness and the love of, of Jesus. So uh, that's what he's taught me is, and this is, listen, it's on my shoulders. For unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given, but it's on his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. And so take part in that, but then rest in that as well. Right. Yeah. So that's what that's he's great. teaching me. Mm, that's, that's so good. good. That's so good. I love that, that your team has lifted the burdens of some of our church familia. Mm. And, and really that's what familia is all about, yeah. right? Is that we get to rally around each other and we get to champion each other. And we get yeah. to celebrate each other and, and carry each other's burdens. And, yeah. and Jesus, ultimately God carries our burdens, but we get to kind of be there in the process. And um, you, you know, you guys know this about me and some of our church familia knows this. Um, I'm not really a sports girl. Uh, sports aren't really my thing. Um, at one season of life, I was highly devoted to college football on Saturday mornings. Uh, now, not so much, not so much. Um, but I do love, I love a live sporting event. Yeah. I mean, I, it is one of my greatest joys. I love the energy. I love the rock jock music. 
but I love to scream. Oh, yeah. I just, the, uh, being able to like show up and yell and hoot and holler. I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure there's some form of like endorphin release that happens in yeah. me when I get to do that. Um, and if you've been at food distribution, you've learned that I, lo I truly love to do that. Um, and, and sporting events are kind of the only time that I can do that without looking crazy, right? I mean, even there, sometimes people are like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> but, but really, that's kind of the safest place for me to do that. Um, but, but there's something about an entire stadium cheering together and, and rallying together and chasing after and, and like just hollering together that, that, for the record, is something I don't, for something I don't even care about at all, but like for us being in it together, yeah. that I truly, I think there's something almost magical about that moment. Um, but that's the same thing that happens in community, yeah. right? Um, there, there's that, the same reflection happens. God has taught me this year, mostly the hard way, the value of community. Yeah. You know, we say that familia happens here, that genuine community and connectedness is what God has created me for. And I think it's easy to talk about the value of community on like a really surface level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's so nice that when I have a kid, someone brings food to my home so I don't have to think about it. Or when something bad happens, you know, if I have a loss, someone, you know, people show up. Um, you know, those, those things are important. But when life gets tough, um, you know, you know, having people to check in on you, like that's all, that's all uh, so valuable. But, but um, what I don't want to discount those things, but I think what God really taught me this year is that, that um, community is not solely to make me feel good. Mm. You know, community builds up the individual, not solely for the individual's sake, but for the sake of the kingdom. Right. And, he, and here's what I mean by that. Um, we're all here on purpose with a purpose right. and, and we get to step into the fullness of our calling and fulfill our purpose. But we have to recognize that man can't do that on his own. Yeah, we, we just, we don't have that ability. You know, Jesus didn't. We can do nothing with the power of the, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And, but then we're made better by the power of a strong community. Right. Community, familia, when we truly engage, builds us up it fortifies us and we as individuals are strengthened, then the body is strengthened. Right. The kingdom reaps, reaps the reward and God gets the glory. Yeah. 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 And I just love that. You know, in Acts chapter two, it outlines what community looks like. It talks about the gathering of together of people, of, of the breaking of the bread, but then the devotion to scriptures and teachings. Right. And, it, mm -hmm. and it outlines that it's not just a party. It's really coming uh, alongside each other. I mean, they were together all the time yeah. and they really yeah. kind of like locked arms, not just so that they had people there, but because community mattered. Here's three things when it comes to community that God taught me um, that I need, I needed this year to really step into my calling. The first is that community provides encouragement and honesty. Mm. Um, and that sounds basic, but let me explain. You know, I mentioned earlier, people are really good at showing up when everything goes bad, mm -hmm. right? People, people when, when, when major life events happen, people are great about showing up in those times. Yeah. But if we're honest, those things don't happen that often. You know, hopefully those things don't happen that often. Yeah. But for me, especially this year, it's, it's the day-to-day -day wear and tear. Mm -hmm. It's the, my car broke down and then my kids got sick right. and then something happened to my parents. It, it's that like, little after little chip away thing that happens, those consistent hits that, that can really put us in 
a bad place. Right. Um, but, but when you are in genuine community, um, genuine community knows that sometimes it's those, that slow wear and tear. They're able to see that when you're getting hit a little too hard to come alongside right. and to swoop in and to speak truth yeah. into your circumstance and to, to provide a perspective yeah. that can only come from God. Like that's, right. that's what community brings. It brings honesty and encouragement, not just in the big things. Right. It's in the small things. Right. And, and, and for me this year, I didn't have the big things, but I really needed help in the small things. Um, but, but that doesn't happen in shallow community. That right. only happens when you've given people permission yeah. to see the messy parts of your life yeah. and then speak the whole truth yeah. in love, yeah. right? Yeah. The second thing that community provided me that God taught me I needed this year was that community provides protection, yeah. right? Um, when we are That's people good. of purpose working together on purpose and we have an enemy, which we do, uh, that, that enemy exists. And, and this enemy, when I say we have an enemy, I'm not talking about your coworker. I'm not talking about your like digital <laughs> online haters. It's an enemy that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And if yeah. we're succeeding in yeah. our calling and our purpose and the kingdom is reaping the rewards, he's not happy about it. Right. And so he wants to attack that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you've ever watched anything on National Geographic, you know the lion is going to go for the, the soul, the wildebeest, before he attacks the herd, yeah. right? It's just easier. So if you, but when you have community, um, it provides a protection. It provides mm -hmm. protection through prayer. It provides protection through um, physically being there when you're broken to help you keep your eyes on Jesus. That's right. You know, true community, those ride or die people, yeah. um, they're gonna watch your back. Oftentimes when you don't know that your back needs watching. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that God taught me, um, this one was really the hard way, uh, that community provides is, um, is accountability. You know, I was a youth group kid. Um, you know, actually Jessica and I grew up in the same youth group under Pastor Gar's leadership. And um, I was a pretty good youth group kid. And I remember, you know, that, I, that really laid the foundation of my faith. I'm the, I'm the woman of God I am today because of those foundations. And one of the things that we were taught in youth group was these, the concept of these five habits. These were five, you know, spiritual disciplines that lay a foundation for your faith. And right. one of them was accountability. And basically what accountability was and is, is someone to call you out, right? Someone to just kind of keep you on track and make sure that you're keeping your commitments, that you're being true to who God has called you to be, that you're honoring God with your life. Um, and so all through high school, cause I was a good, you know, youth group kid. I had an accountability partner through college. I had an accountability partner. And then all of a sudden I didn't have an accountability partner anymore. And, and I, I kind of thought, maybe I thought I outgrew it or like I'm now a really good, strong Christian. I don't need someone to have my six in that way, right? Um, and so it kind of dwindled in my life. Um, but, but one of the things that, that, that you know, and I think I, I thought I was good on my own, um, but God taught me this year that it's just as important now as it was when I was 15. Yeah. Um, and, and here's why. Because uh, when I submit to the guidance and the scrutiny of someone who loves God and loves me, that, that, that forces me to grow and to be accountable to the commitments that I make as yeah. a Christ follower. That's good. Commitments to God's word, commitments to God's teachings. Um, and, and here's the thing, when I, you know, if I'm chasing after the things that God has called me to do, yet my life is reckless, I'm making a mockery of God. 
And so truly for me to fulfill what God has called me to do, I need someone to come alongside me and say, hey, are you doing what God has told you to do? Are you being the person that God has called you to be? Are you honoring God with your life? Embracing accountability is not a sign of young faith. In fact, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely the opposite. Right. It's a maturity in your faith to know that you need someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. Uh, you know, true. I learned this year really the hard way that that true community and connectness is a reflection of God's purpose in our lives. And community isn't easy, right? It, it certainly isn't, but nothing worth having ever is. Right. But life without true community is way more difficult. Yeah. You know, this year, um, one of those pieces of true community has actually been you, Jessica, that you've taught, God has taught me a lot through you, but I also know that this year God has taught you a lot. And so what has yeah. God taught you this year? A lot. <laughs> Um, I just, I, I, I do want to say, I'm so glad that we do this. I'm yeah. so yeah. grateful that we take the time to sit down as a church familia yeah. and to reflect on the year. This is actually something that uh, Eric and I do uh, on our wedding anniversary. We call it the State of the Union in yeah. the union of our marriage. And we just take time awesome. to reflect on everything that God has done in our marriage and in our family and just where he's taking us. So the fact yeah. that this is part of our tradition now uh, here at local with our church familia, I just love that. And um, there's been a lot, there's been a lot of things that have happened this year. And as I was taking the time to reflect and just kind of, after Erica talked to me about joining the conversation this year, um, just, what I heard resoundingly in my head was just how much we have lived out that faith happens here yeah. this year. Um, you know, the, the greatest gift that I can give God is completely and wholly yeah. who I am. Yeah. And, um, and I've seen that. I've seen that with you, Church Familia. I've seen that you have had your faith in action through baptism. And I, I do want to share this, that during baptisms this year, there was someone who was sitting here in the auditorium watching baptisms happening, and they realized that I, I don't have that yet. Mm. I don't have that connection with God that, that they have that in that public profession of their faith, and I need that. And so because of the faith in action that took place through the public declaration of your relationship with God, one that I know of for sure came into that eternal relationship with God. So in celebrating your relationship, we have another person who was added to eternity with us in heaven. We, we had the good news series, which Gar talked about a little bit. And so many amazing testimonies came through that time. Um, we had a college student the Saturday before uh, coming to church. She was praying to God and asking God, you know, I can't pay for this last semester of school. And this is, this is the year I graduate. I, I, I'm done after this, but I can't afford it. The money's not there. Um, God, you're gonna have to do a miracle because I can't do this. We have no idea that this conversation's happening between her and God. But she shows up to church the next morning and is handed a scholarship that covers the rest of her tuition and so, helps her to, to get awesome. through the, the remainder of the year. We had a single mom who was able to go from working two jobs to working one um, and get into a more stable living home environment. We had families that were actually able to be reunited because we were able to fix their homes. And so yeah. um, elderly parents who could no longer live in the house because yeah. of the condition right. were able right. to come home. Yeah. That is what we got to so do. Yeah. We got to be part of God's faithfulness yeah. in action. And I just loved being a part of that and witnessing that here at Local this year. Um, 
But then personally, um, oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, personally, there was there was some big lessons yeah. in uh, in circumstances that yep. happened this year, and um, and I through tragedy was reminded of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of 2020. 21, I was ready to start living life again. I was ready right. to find normal again. We took yeah. the kids to Disney. It was great. We had to wear masks, but hey, we were there. They were so excited <laughs> that it was open again. Um, and they got to be kids. Um, and then March comes. And in the first week of March, um, oh, uh, my cousin, um, while celebrating his 15 year wedding anniversary, died in a drowning accident. And um, it rocked me. It rocked our family, yeah. it rocked me yeah. to my core. Um, we were coming off of just as a family difficult time. My uncle, Shay's dad, died very unexpectedly on my birthday. Mm. Uh, my dad battled um, some exposure cancer from being a firefighter and there was so much uncertainty and of course 2020 and everything that that brought. Um, and so Shay, losing Shay broke me. Yeah. And um, for the first time in my life, I called out to God and I couldn't hear his response. Mm. And it was because in my anger and in my grief, I had created this boundary that separated me from being able to hear him. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I knew that there was no way I could get through it on my own. Mm -hmm. I knew there was nothing I could do that would fix me. Yeah. Um, I, like Steve, I'm a little bit stubborn. <laughs> and I, I want to fix myself, but I knew, I knew that I couldn't. But there, there's a promise that we have in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, 10, 13, it talks about it. It talks about God's faithfulness and it talks about how there is nothing in this world that you'll experience that he won't give you what you need right. to come right. through that right. time. Right. He is faithful. Right. And, um, and so as I, as I processed my grief and I was in this season and yeah. um, grief's not a season. Grief is a constant. Um, it's always sort of there, but um, I just was grasping for pieces of Shay. Right. <laughs> so I was going through social media, I was going through comments that he had made, I, um, direct messages, I was going through voicemails and text messages, and it was actually, um, it was through a text message from Shay that God's faithfulness was revealed to me. Yeah. And um, I'm, I actually, I want to I want to share it with you now, um, but bear with me. <laughs> this is what he said. This is just a few months before he passed. He, he said, grief is a beast for sure, but I look back and it's grief and godly sorrow that has bred in me more than my prolonged season of joy, a deep consistency in the scripture. Mm. And what I keep seeing in the Psalms, epistles, gospels, and God's constant reminder is that the hard times are meant for my deepest worship. Yeah. 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 My kids' deepest worship and the watching world's worship of Jesus. 
It even says in the Psalms that the yet unborn generations are watching. Mm. So while all this grief is painful and I don't enjoy it, mm. I'm caught from falling into the despair of, of knowing that at minimum the scripture says, it is not for nothing, just keep wrestling. Yeah. yeah. My so cousin good. loved Jesus. Yeah. And I know that I'm gonna to get to see him again. Yeah. And it was through Shay's faithfulness that I was able to see God's faithfulness, mm. that God revealed himself to me. In James three, verses two and four, it says, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Yeah. And let the endurance have a perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Yeah. It's through these times yeah. that we get to endure and become perfected. Mm. You see, faith is not something that's just one way. It's not a thought or a wish. It's a decision to pursue, to follow yeah. and seek. It's the promise that what we will now walk through, we will never walk through alone. Right. Yeah. And that there is a gift that eternity now holds for us. Right. I want to leave us with this. It's in Hebrews 11.1 1, and it says, Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for and the proof of things not seen. Yeah. That, that is something to hold on to, Church Familia, yeah. because yeah. we can't see it. Right. Yeah. But there's someone who can. Yeah. Yeah. And we have faith and trust in him of what he's going to continue to produce, That's what right. he's going to continue to do. And we will have answers to these questions one day. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not done. Right. Yeah. We're still here. We're not done. Greater things are still to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah. But it's so incredibly true. That, that's who God is. Yeah. And, and I'm grateful for who he is. And I'm grateful to see not only what he's done this year in the faithfulness of you, Church Familia, and faithfulness that he has shown us, but also in what we'll see yeah. in 2020 as we continue to walk forward. So yeah, what a good reminder that, yeah. that the, the tough times and, and all that we've been through, that that's solely to build endurance. Yeah. Yeah. And then the back end of that is that endurance is not for naught, right? right? That right. endurance is then to give us what we need to, for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that we get to look back on what God has taught us this year. And, yeah. and really our whole church familia, we've seen God teach us time and time again through our values, through love and help and hope and familia and faith that, that God is good and that God is faithful, yeah. um, but that there's lessons in this. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's, we ask these questions, what is God teaching you? What are you gonna do about it? Um, but, but really, that's, I, I wanna ask those questions again. Yeah. What has God taught you in 2021? And what, is, what has God brought you through in right. 2021 that, that you need to learn from? Maybe you went through a really tough season and you never looked back to see, God, what was my lesson there? What did you right. want to tell me in that time? Right. Yeah. What, what, have you, what, what, what else has God um, shown you this year? And then the other half of that is, what are you gonna do about it? Because God's not gonna bring us through something just for nothing, right? right? right. Whatever God teaches us, it's only to give us strength and power and, and, and knowledge to go 
into what is next. Yeah. And, and you know, this year, 2021, he brought us through a lot, right? right? Personally and as a church familia, like it's, it's been a lot of a year, yeah. but that lot of a year is preparation yeah. for 2022. Yeah. I don't know what God has in store for our church familia in 2022, but I know it's good. Yeah. And I know that I'm ready for what God has built up this endurance in us as a church familia for 2022. Yeah. Man, I, I can't wait for that. Um, but, but most importantly, I, I just wanna make sure that we spend some time, we yeah. end this year together in prayer. Yeah. That we're yeah. thankful to God for what he's brought us through and that we're reflective for what he has for us. And so church family, would you join me in prayer today? Yeah. God, we're so grateful to you for 2021, for the hard things, for the mourning, for the grief, for the endurance that you have built, for the struggles, God. Whatever you've brought us through, God, um, we're, we're grateful for because we know that there is something in that that you have for us that is only preparation for the future, God. God, I pray right now that you would reveal to each, each person in our church, Malia, what you have taught them this year, that you would remind them of the lessons, you would remind them of your, of your promises that you've spoken to them, you would remind them of the scriptures that you've laid out for them, you would remind them of, of your plans and your purposes for them, God. And then Lord, I pray that, that you would speak into what, what you want them to do. God, I pray that you would then mobilize our church familia, that we would do something about it. Nothing that you have given us is, is for nothing. And yeah. so God, I pray that we would be encouraged and strengthened and empowered to do something with, with what you have taught us. God, we thank you so much for an incredible church familia. We thank you for the community that you've given us. We thank you for, for the faith you have instilled in us. We thank you for the love that you have shown to us, the hope that you've provided, God, we are, and the help that you have, have brought our way, God. I pray that as we head into, as we wrap up 2021, that you would remind us of the good things, God, and we head into 2022, that we would keep our eyes on you yeah. because you are our source. You are all that we need. And if all that we do is cling to you, we're gonna have a great year. God, we love you. We praise you. It's your great and we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Local Church Podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you learned today. You can connect with us at thelocalchurch.com or by searching The Local Church on your favorite social media platforms. We hope you join us next week for a brand new episode. And remember, you matter to God and you matter to us.